Hey D. Yeah, I'm here, bro. We might got. I don't. I don't know how they do with the flagging on this joint. We might got to stop that joint though. The song only cause you know how they be with the um. You can't really make money off other people's music. What you mean, bro? The J Cole joint in the background. Oh damn! You, you can hear that? Yeah. Oh, after that joint. All right, I turned it down. I don't know why I thought you couldn't hear that joint, bro. I don't. Waiting on them two now. That's uh, just waiting for, um, waiting for. Keith Oliver, my co-host, Nash. And we got a special guest today. B, introduce yourself. Oh, what's up, guys? I'm the founder of the site. I'm a Brennan Smith, longtime Wizards fan, and I'm excited about this podcast, excited about the site. I'm ready to get this thing rolling. That's good, man. We 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 here to talk about a few things today. Um, let's start by if we got the uh, matchup, Eastern Conference Finals matchup tonight, Boston Celtics up 2-0 on LeBron James and his Cavaliers, man. How y'all feeling about that series? Man, I really do feel like Boston's going to win tonight. They're going to win tonight and go up 3-0. I really, it really, it just seems like LeBron, just it's not the fact that he doesn't have any help, like, because even if he did, it just seems like Boston is just that much better of a team. Than the guys, it's like they have scoring. They have literally they have scoring at every position. Is the starting five, and they're playing. They're playing defense. They're playing team defense. I just feel like no matter what LeBron does, there's nothing that that team could do to really combat and go against what Boston's doing. So yeah, I got Boston winning tonight. I got them going up three zero. Three zero. Yeah, I got Boston winning tonight. That's a bold prediction, bro. I got Boston winning tonight, going up real. What you think, B? What you, what you got? How you, how um, you think tonight going? I got Cleveland clapping back tonight. I And I agree. I think that Boston is – they play more as a team. Uh, like Nash has said, their defensive rotations have been much more solid. And I think the one thing that we've seen with all LeBron James teams, especially since he went to the Miami Heat team he was with, um, the Cavs way back when. I think that the team kind of – they kind of settle for isolation ball at times, and they don't do a good job of getting everyone involved. And, like, occasionally they'll post up, like, Kevin Love or um, they'll capitalize on a misrotation and they'll end up swinging it around the perimeter for an open shot. But other than that, I mean, there just isn't a whole lot of ball movement from that team. And you pretty much just have LeBron James doing everything. And when you do that, that's not – 
a very good thing to do, especially if you want to get other guys involved. You can't expect someone to sit out there on the wing the whole game. And then in the clutch, when LeBron passes to you, he, you know, they expect you to make like three, four shots in a row. Like it just doesn't happen like that. So, yeah. um, but I think the Cavs play much better at home and the Celtics are a good team, but they're still missing some really good pieces. And tonight I just think the Cavs are going to clap back a bit. So I really want to oh, go ahead. I'm about to say another thing too is another thing is Talu's rotations. Like the, some of the lineups he puts out against Boston, like this series. Terrible. It's like terrible lineups. Like he had a, it was a line, and I actually, and a disappointment to me is Larry Nance. I actually thought Larry Nance would actually be an X factor in this series for them. You know what I mean? He's athletic. Boston has an athletic front court. You know what I mean? I thought he'd actually been a little X factor, but I don't know. It's just between Talu's rotations and just guys that are not stepping up. It's just I don't know what Cleveland's going to do right now. I have no idea. So, but. I agree with the rotations being horrible this series. But I, I wouldn't blame Tyloo for this series, honestly. From what I see, of course, it's easy to say, you know, LeBron's doing great. The numbers are speaking for itself. But I feel like as the leader, as the best player in the world, you know, quote, unquote, you have to get your guys more involved. I guess I feel like it's personally no, no way that between him and Kevin Love, you shoot 47 shots between you two. In game two, and then the closest to Kevin Love was, I believe, Kyle Corvin. He shot eight shots that game. I feel like you had to get you have to get people more involved. You have people that can put the ball in the hoop. Jordan Clarkson can't put the ball in the hoop. No, he's not a he's not a LeBron James or a Kyrie Irving, but he can get the, he can get a, the hoop. He get the bucket and he can score. I feel like you got to get your guys more involved. You got to trust your team team more. If you're LeBron James, because to me, it personally looks like he's playing more for self than to actually win. Right. That's the thing that I would say. Like, you can get so many other people involved. Like you said, Jordan Clarkson is there. You also have Rodney Hood, um, who's sitting there and basically has been non-existent since joining the team. And he's a guy that maybe is not the strongest on the defensive side of the ball. But, I mean, he can score. And I, and I thought the idea when the Cavs went to the trade deadline and they – made all these moves that it was going to be, you know, less on guys like LeBron James and Kevin Love. And it certainly hasn't been the case. We've seen the same just LeBron James black hole offense, and it's been very disappointing to see. I actually feel like they should have went through with the DeAndre Jordan trade instead of just shipping, just swapping guys back and forth. I actually really do feel like they should have kept a little of what was intact and um, made a trade for DeAndre Jordan. But They're really missing a presence in the paint. Yeah, that's is just doing everything, though, man. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Like, he's looking like prime Al Horford against Cleveland right now. Um, let's talk – Let's talk. Oh, we, we got the Western Conference tomorrow. Houston versus Golden State. Now, this, this series I love talking about. I think a lot of people forget who Golden State are. <laughs> I feel like I feel like a lot of people forgetting that. I knew you was going there. They've been I to the finals the last three years, it, but it, it's not only you, bro. It's a lot of people. A lot of people believe that Steph will play like this this whole series. No, I, I don't. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that at all. If that happens, that's like a shock. I don't believe that at all, though. I don't really don't believe that at all. How you feel about the series, B? I feel like Steph Curry is going to be himself. Tomorrow, he's actually going to play up to his standards. 
But I just think that Houston, like think about it, Houston hasn't really had a game yet where both Chris Paul and James Harden are both clicking all cylinders, both on the floor clicking. But I like where Eric um I like I like what Eric's doing right before the season uh not, not the season, right before the series started. I said um Eric's gonna be the X factor. Like if they can get some bench production out of him, because I don't think Golden State's bench is as strong as it used to be. Like the last like these last few years, like two years ago, I think the bench was a little bit more stronger than it is this year. I feel like if Houston could just get production from Eric off the bench and then their starters could do their job and they just play defense because I was a fan of Houston anyway because they had bodies. Like, don't get me wrong, you're not going to stop Kevin Durant, but they have bodies on defense like um, Ariza, P.J. Tucker, Ma Butte, like, you know what I mean? They have bodies on defense, so I like what Houston's doing. I feel like if they could play defense and just keep playing their game because I think what they're going to go wrong is how everyone's saying they need to make adjustments. I feel like if they change their game and go away from what they do, they have no chance of winning the series. Brennan, you're here, right? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been saying this for a couple of years now. I think that the Rockets present the best chance of beating Golden State. I'm not sure that – I mean, if they do it, cool. I, I'm just – I wouldn't bet money on them beating Golden State at this point. I mean um, – they have to do a much better job of getting Clay Thompson involved. Steph Curry hasn't really been the Steph Curry that we're used to seeing. And they threw out a really – I mean, they started Draymond at the five, I think, what last game. Um, I don't know if they did that in game one or not. I haven't paid too much attention to this series. Um, ju- just because at this point I've figured that – I mean, the Wizards are out of it, and this time I'm just really focused on the draft and the players. But I knew going in Houston would be a tough challenge. And again, I think um, the the misconception with the Rockets is I think a lot of people just assume that they can't play defense, and I think that's complete yeah. nonsense. Right. And I, I think, think once that's you, nonsense. Exactly. Yeah. And I think when you get to the playoffs season and it's the Western Conference Finals, no, you're not just going through the motions anymore. Rotations tighten up. You pay a little bit more attention. Obviously, everything matters more, and I think that's what we've seen so far from the Rockets. It's like – I feel about game two, Houston played awesome, and I'm not going to take that away from them. I feel Golden State, they didn't they didn't play – they weren't themselves that game. And it was more so them than Houston making them not look like themselves. And not to discredit – I am discrediting them, but that's not intentional. Golden State didn't need to win that game. They already stole home court advantage by winning game one. Now, I think, like, I seen a, it was on um, ESPN yesterday. I forgot what show. I saw that they asked, a question was asked was who who has who was under more pressure for game three. And I personally believe it's Houston. Because if you don't snatch one of these in Oracle, if you don't snatch this first game in Oracle, I feel you give that crowd and you give Golden State more confidence. And I, that's that's one thing. I, I it's tough to win an Oracle from what I see. The the fans love them, and it's 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 really tough to win in there, man. They really have the the six man really. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, B. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, game three is going to be extremely pivotal, and you talk about Golden State and their crowd and getting into it, and I mean, with them, it absolutely matters. And um, I mean, and the and even if they. 
if even if the Warriors take both, I mean, the Rockets have come back down from three to one before. I don't know if you guys remember that Clippers series back when the Rockets had. Um, I think that was the year they had Dwight Howard and Josh Smith and those guys, and um, they came back that year. I mean, obviously, a completely different team, but I mean, it just goes to show that I mean, coming down or coming back from being down three to one. I mean, it does happen, but you just have to wonder if it's possible with um, a team like these Golden State Warriors. So I agree with. Keith, I mean, you know, this game three is very pivotal. I think that the Rockets must – I mean, obviously every playoff game you should view as a must win, but I think especially for game three, switching venues and just getting that, you know, establishing yourself on the other team's floor, I think the game three is a very much – so a much win for the Rockets. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you too. I mean, I feel like they got to steal the first one at Oracle. Um but I think another thing, too, I've been noticing about Golden State is because, you know, Houston turns the ball over a lot. And one thing I've noticed when they're turning the ball over, they're not, like, getting out in transition or trying to convert off of those turnovers. I feel like if they could do that, that help them out a lot, too. But, um, like we said, yeah, Houston's going to have to win tomorrow night. Just what Keith said, like, if they if Golden State wins tomorrow night, did you got to come back the next game back in Oracle? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Houston has, has to win at night. But it's not to say that Houston is not that good of a team. Where you know what I'm saying? They could, if they were to lose tomorrow, they can't win the next one because I think right. they're that good of a team. But yeah, they have to win tomorrow. Though <laughs> they have to win tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. Even if they lose tomorrow, it's not like they can't come back and win game yeah. four and then go yeah. home and take care of business in game five. But again, I just think it would be much more comfortable for the Rockets if they were to just go out in this game and take care of it instead of having to look at a de- deficit and then potentially going back home being down three to one. Yeah, that that's not what you want to see if you're Houston, especially not with a team like Golden State. Like, no, it's, it's never what Golden – I love Golden State, seeing Golden State play. Like, aside from the Spurs, in my opinion, that's like one of the most fundamental teams yeah. in the league. Yeah, they are. They are. And, that, and, and another thing, too, I think that's another reason why they're – it's kind of not really getting their mojo going. They're like that motion offense they run is not really getting going the way the way it normally is too. So they'll be all right. Oh, oh, also, game three, I feel like Houston needs to do a better job at throwing different bodies at Kevin Durant. I feel like you can't keep PJ Tucker on him in tie game. Kevin Durant is going to murder him. So like you, you have Ariza and. A reason and Tucker, you got to throw different bodies at KD. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, to make it that, difficult for him. Do yeah, it that's more, what I'm because he's still getting off. Like both games, he 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 got off. You can't let him keep getting off because once he yeah. get off, it's going to open up Steph's game eventually. Like Steph's not going to slump forever. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I meant though when I said. I mean, that's why I like Houston a lot. Like they have. Bodies, like I really do feel like this is one of the better Dan Tony defensive teams he's ever had. Like he's never really had like a team. You know what I mean? You could really say, "Oh, well, I could put this set of guys out, and I know they're gonna go play defense." But I know he could really say that with this roster. And I really and like Harden's defense has improved because of uh, Chris Paul. I just felt like that backcourt pair. I'm like him playing with Chris Paul. That defensive mind that he has is going to have to feed off of Harden and, it, and you can tell like don't get me wrong he still play he still takes his breaks you know what I mean playing that Harden defense that we know but when he really needs to dig in and play defense he'll play defense and we've seen that this season too so yeah agreed yeah this is hard, one of Harden's best defense for years really right, next transition NBA draft the lottery was a week ago earlier this it, week 
it yeah, it actually went as it kind of really as expected though, as far as um the order, the draft order. To me, I feel like. Dude, I knew the Magic and the Grizzlies were going to get screwed. The Magic yeah. always gets screwed, dude. That's so fucked. I was like, I was watching it and I was totally, I, I expected the Grizzlies to drop out just because I used to, um, I used to write for a site and it covered the Grizzlies and just talking to all the guys and I was like, oh, we're totally going to drop out of it. And then um, the Magic, I mean, like I said, they just always get screwed. I think they dropped out, what year was it? It might have been last year or two years ago. They also dropped a bit. I forget, but they always seem to get screwed in the lottery as well. So it didn't surprise me. But I'm glad that Phoenix got the number one pick. I mean, they definitely need the talent. Yeah. I mean, I, it, 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 then Nana's saying. I, my bad. Go ahead, bro. You got it. Yeah, then I'm like, Nana's saying that Luca might not want to come. I mean, it's still a win win for him. You can just take Aiden. You know what I mean? I'll be honest. <laughs> I feel like they would screw it up if they got um, Luca. Mm-hmm. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I think that's. A, you I guys would rather go eight and? I think yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. I would rather go eight and two, but I really just thought Luca saying as though they got his coach. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I really do. I really felt like they plotted the whole thing. They were like, "Yeah, well, I'm gonna get. We're gonna get number one overall. Let's sign the coach. We get Luca." But who knows? But I rather I rather than take eight and two because, um, if you, I really like. I like a front court of eight and and um. Marquise Chris. I really like that front court a lot. Yeah. Chris tore us up this year. And one of one of them games versus Houston. What was it? Warren. No, Warren tore us up. TJ they never the game. Didn't we lose to did we lose to uh Phoenix one time this year? Of course we did. They actually yep. blew us yeah. out by like twenty plus. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> that was the game. I remember that game. Oh my god. I remember that game. They blew us out like twenty plus, but <laughs> but yeah. Without Devin Booker too. Aiden, oh yeah, he's 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 a he's one of those unicorns. He's one of those unicorns, and I I feel like a lot of people are talking about the defense. I feel like he's going to play defense. He's seven. He's seven one. I think that alone is going to let people know like oh, well he can block shots, play defense. I think it's more for him doing it on a every possession level, but he can definitely play play, uh, play defense. He can definitely play defense. Man, I just, yeah. That's such a common misconception. Like, just because Aiton is so good offensively, yeah. then somehow he's, like, this big exactly. liability on the defensive exactly. end. Like, I'm not buying it. And, like, as a center, and the league is stretching out, sure, but, I mean, like, how really solid defensively do you really have to be in the middle anymore? Like, as long as you just keep your hands up and you have, like, at least some uber-athleticism, I mean, you're pretty much solid. And I think Aiton has both those things. And, obviously, lateral quickness is very important. Um, we've seen that with guys like Al Horford who just constantly tear up opposing bigs because, you know, they don't know how to move on the perimeter. But I think Aiton can definitely do that. And, and uh, speaking of uh, Orlando B, I think uh, they'll be in a good position. I, I think they should grab a guy like Trey Young. I think if Trey Young was a land in. Mm. I think that'd be all right. Yeah, Trae Young. Trae because Young. they they need backcourt scoring. You know what yeah, I mean? They, I, I they, think got I, they need backcourt scoring too. bad. They need backcourt scoring bad. I mean, they'll yeah. be. I mean, they'll be in an okay position. I mean, they can have. They got options like Trey Young. To be honest, um, Michael Porter stock is coming back up, and he measured and a, he measured at like six ten at the combine. So I don't. I that's don't think even gonna be there at for six. I think. <laughs> I think Memphis, Memphis or whoever trades for that Memphis pick, 
Michael Porter's getting taken at that number four pick. Before the back injury, he was number one overall. Mm-hmm. Of- that's what that's what I'm saying. Be- so I wouldn't be surprised. Me personally, I wouldn't be surprised if Phoenix, Phoenix blew it and got Porter. Now, mind you, Porter will be an addition to that team. Yeah, but they need a center because they're trying to get Capella in the summer. They need they need a center. I would go. Me personally, I'm going Aiden at number one. But they can they they just they can screw that. I know they can screw it up. It's always that one team that screws up their draft, like Anthony, uh, Anthony yep. Bennett type of pick. You feel me? Yeah, yep. I don't think we got no Anthony Bennett in this draft, but still, I don't like. And I think every like everyone forgets like but before this cut co- this last college season even started, everyone was going on about Michael Porter this, Michael Porter that. I was always watching his um, videos on YouTube. I mean, the guy is crazy. He makes all sorts of crazy shots, and obviously, he has the athleticism, he has the scoring ability, he has the defensive potential. I mean, he's a really solid pick, and I think just because of the injury, teams are going to put him a bit lower, and that's fine. And, I mean, we've seen that with guys like Jared Selinger and guys that have had other issues, like, um, you know, not necessarily that it was an injury, but um, Royce White. So we've seen that type of stuff, and that's fine. But I think that if Porter can get healthy, some of those teams on the top here are going to look back and say, oh, man, you know, we should have taken Porter with the third or the second pick or whatever. Hey, hey, that's it. So y'all talk about Porter. I'm going to see. I'm going to bring this up. I've been bringing this up to a lot of people. I'm going to see if I'm bringing it up to you guys. See if y'all agree. So you guys talk about Porter um, and where he's going to go right. Well, we pick, we pick 15. So... I'm thinking Kevin Knox. I like Kevin Knox a lot. I like Kevin Knox. I like too. Kevin Knox at 15 I th- a lot. I think there's a lot of different prospects that they could look at, and it really just depends on who's gone off the board. I mean, a lot of those prospects, once you really get into the late lottery picks, I mean, down to about the 20, early 20s, I mean, a lot of those prospects are going to flip and flop around anywhere in everyone's mock drafts, and teams are certainly going to look at prospects differently based on team needs. Um, Do they view these guys as max contract players once their rookie deals are up? So um, there's a lot of different guys. Like NBA draft right now, has us drafting some guy from um, Texas Tech. It's Zahir's something. Let me look at it real quick. I don't know. But I watched his um, YouTube videos late last night, and the guy's an athletic monster. Not the best shooter in the world, but he kind of reminds me of Gerald Green a little bit, maybe without the hot shooting. Um, yeah, Zahir Smith from um, Texas Tech. Freshman, 6'4", two, um, 200 pounds. But um, very athletic, um, has defensive potential. And then obviously people have been talking about guys like Robert Williams and Mitchell Robinson. Obviously we could still use the big man. Um, a lot of people are getting kind of skeptical on Mitchell Robinson. I still like him as a prospect. And then obviously um, someone that people are paying a lot of attention to. Obviously, like you just said, Kevin Knox and then Lonnie Walker as well, who I really like. So, that's what I say, right? We got the 15, now 15 pick. It's, it's not a bad pick. It, it, it is for it's, us because Ernie screws it up. Ernie, yeah, if Ernie, Ernie doesn't get a top else. three pick, he's going to – if 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 Ernie gets time to think, he's going to mess the pick up. <laughs> he's going to mess the pick up. And I'm, I'm like – And I'm, I'm like, praying. he's – man. Listen, I'm just like, man, we better off just trading it. We better off trading I, it for anything. I definitely anything, believe that we should trade up. Trade, trade up or just trade the pick. Yeah. yeah. I say we, trade up? If we trade up, right – if we trade up to four somehow, you know, use Auto Porter. Use we use Auto Porter to trade up to four, and use that as our bait. Hey, hey, uh, what if some? What ahead. if we manage? What if we manage to get Aiden? I don't think Ernie that's smart, man. I don't. 
that wouldn't happen, but that'd be pretty much a wrap for everybody. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, if <laughs> like if we're being real about it, because we would still have the money too. Like, and this is just all hypothetical, mm-hmm. but say we drafted Aiden, and then we were able to convince like someone like Paul George to sign. Exactly. See, I think with with a with a, a pick like Aiden, that makes our team more complete. We need need an athletic big. Yes, exactly. That's it. That's it. I feel. That's <laughs> man. I feel like, and just I mean, just to get away from the draft real quick. I mean, I I've been hearing a lot of Derek Favors talk, but I don't think he leaves Utah. I don't think, I don't think he leaves Utah. And you've been hearing them talk as uh, as far as the Wizards looking at him, or as far as the Wizards. Him? Yeah, I mean, not really, not really the Wizards looking at him, but just me thinking about all the guys that I think of that are free agents. Okay. Okay. Just outside of Boogie and DeAndre Jordan, mm-hmm. I mean, he's the only other guy I could think of. I think that if the Wizards get the sense that they're not going to be able to sign a big man and like clear the cap space to sign him, so I think that if they pretty much get the idea that they're not going to be able to trade out of Porter, then I think they go a big in the draft. I think that maybe they'll take a fly on a guy like um, Mitchell Robinson or what's that guy, the other center, um, McCoy, Brandon McCoy, I think, um, from UNLV. So I, I think those are guys that they could potentially look at it if they get the sense they're not going to sign another big. Because, I mean, let's be real. If, as long as we have Gortat and Mahimi as our two main centers, I mean, it's going to be hard to fill in the pieces and we don't get rid of Otto's contract. There is no way in hell that we're going to be able to win a championship with that team. And, and I know that Gortat's, contra- Gortat's contract is expiring and Mahimi only has two years left on his deal. But gonna go. it's going to be hard to sign someone. I mean, you have to try and get rid of some of those contracts. I mean, even then, um, you know, maybe you still look at drafting a big. But, I mean, if you can clear some of those contracts and you can convince, like, DeMarcus Cousins to sign, and I don't think it would be that hard to convince him as long as Wall stops being petty and takes part in the recruiting process, then I think you can maybe look at a wing in the draft like Zaheer Smith or maybe Kyrie Thomas, Kevin Knox, like you said, um, and, you know, just have a more complete team going forward. So I'm looking at um, I'm I'm trying to get these mock drafts up because I want to see a, a lot of people have us getting um a lot of drafts got us getting Lonnie Lonnie Walker as, as of late I seen updated ones and a lot of them have. Uh, I mean I mean I like Lonnie I, I I mean I like Lonnie Walker I like him a lot but I mean I feel like if we could get Lonnie Walker I feel like a nice little underrated guy. a lot of people aren't talking about Kyrie Thomas from Creighton. Yeah, two guard. You know what I mean? He he's a combo guard though, but he has like a Donovan Mitchell type skill set. I mean, of course, I'm not saying he's gonna be rookie of the year, but he has like one of those skill sets. He can score inside, score outside. I like him a lot. I, mean, I feel like if we're in a position where we can draft Lonnie Walker, I'd say we jump the gun a little bit and take that guy. Because I mean, I, I watched him a lot during the college season. I like his game a lot. So and we and, 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 and nothing hurts with backup guard. So. Which we which we've been trying to figure out for the last three or four years anyway. So I don't say why not just draft one and groom them the same way we're doing with Ubre. Yeah, I mean it would kind of save us the humility of going after a guy like Will Barton or Tyreek Evans mm-hmm. this summer and then them like rejecting the offer. And I I like Kyrie Thomas too, but I think that I like Lonnie Walker more as a prospect. I think he's more athletic and mm-hmm. he's also three year or two years younger. Yeah. So um, that definitely helps, and he's a bit taller as well. So, and, and I like Kyrie Thomas, and obviously he's a very gifted player, but I think that if it came down to, you know, Kyrie Thomas or Lonnie Walker, I'm definitely going Lonnie Walker. 
talk free agency, man. You want to go? You want to? I'm gonna ask this specific question. We we gonna get it. We gonna transition like this. The top three free agents you believe the Wizards should go after? Top three? Yeah. Demarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. Um. To be honest, DeAndre Jordan. He has a player option. I mean, you know what I mean. It, we don't know what he's gonna do with the player option. DeAndre Jordan. And this might be a little off, but I actually wanted us to make a trade for this guy during the season, but Aaron Gordon, Orlando. Mm, I like that. I actually wanted us to make a, make that trade for him. Mm-hmm. Or not even him. We could have got Nicola, but you're looking for an athletic big. And then they're talking about – and then they're saying looking for an athletic big, and you're not sure what you're going to do with Marquise and that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if we're talking bigs, so those three bigs. I'm going. I'm going DeAndre. I'm going Demarcus Cousins, DeAndre Jordan, Aaron, and Aaron Gordon. Though I think that's solid. What you think, B? Um, I'll start with three sort of just like the big guys that I say they should at least inquire, and then and then I'll give like three realistic ones. So for the three ones that they should at least inquire on are LeBron James, Paul George, and Demarcus Cousins. Um, and then I think that the three realistic ones they should go after are DeMarcus Cousins, um, Tyreek Evans, and Will Barton. Yeah, see, you got – I think I'm – yeah, you two for two. For I three. actually want I, – I, I actually I actually like Will Barton a lot, though, too. I actually was thinking about that last year, but we didn't make oh, a move. So, yeah, I like that, too. I like Barton that. Every year since the Wizards have been <laughs> talking about – Wizards talked about getting Will Barton two years ago, man. They screwed that up during, during free agency. I mean, during the other deadline. The Wizards always screw up. The, the best thing I think we did in the last few years, best two trades would be the Mar- Marquis Morris trade and the um, Bogdanovich trade. We ain't really made a lot of noise, in my opinion, anyway. We ain't made a lot of noise at the deadline when we should have. Because it's earning. Like, I feel like Gortat. We should have sent him right, tried that Orlando trade. He wants to retire in Orlando. He said this. Send him back the way he wants to go with. Send us Aaron Gordon. You threw our number 15 pick in there. It's no He actually said that. So he he actually said that. He actually said mm-hmm. that he, he would want it uh, in his career in Orlando. He said that already. And I, you can make it happen for him. You should have sent them, sent the pick. You could have got Aaron Gordon. There's no guarantee. The thing with, guarant- the thing with me and like an and Aaron Gordon trade is we would basically have to send back Otto Porter then. Because if you look at what the market is now and what Orlando is going to have to, you know, give up to sign him, because he's a restricted free agent. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be going into it. And a team could do like what the Nets did with Otto. They're going to offer them this big offer sheet. And since Orlando really isn't in a position to lose talent, they're going to have to give him the money anyway. And so I think if you do that, I mean, he we don't know. He could be making around the same money as Otto, mm-hmm. you know, perhaps even a bit more. So you run the risk of, you know, trading for that contract as well. But, I mean, I think definitely if you go after a guy like Aaron Gore, and then and then where does that leave Markeith Morris? I mean, what, do you start him at the five and then you I move Gore to feel like that so what happens where Markeith feels best. You put him at the five. I feel like I, I going to say like, that. I, I think the like Wizards if, should go small ball like that. I feel with, like if with, we can make a move and go get Derek Favors, we could just – Move Marquise to the five. I would love. I I said that. Me personally, I don't want to lose Marquise. 
I, yeah, I, not I, me either. Me either. Like me when either. we spoke um, a few, I think it was a few, even a week ago, I said, I don't want to send nobody away that, that that wants to be here. John Wall said he wants to end his career here. I I want him to stay. Markeith Moore said it too. I want him to stay. So people saying that they want to be here, they keep them. I just, I, that means a lot. It, it does just, because that, that they're going to play. Like Markeith, he hasn't, this wasn't his best season by far. No, you feel me, but I feel still. I still feel like, and I always, he's the Draymond Green of the Wizards. He's that glue guy to us. Like he's the tough, yeah. the toughness that we need. Like we got Wall, but as far as a tough player, and I can't really think of two. We got Ubre, Ubre got heart, but as far as just pure toughness, yeah, Keith's the only one we got. The Marcus, and I mean, it, no, you got it, you got it. Go ahead. The Marcus Cousins is realistic, man. We could get him. Mm, yeah. I would love him. Ernie, a, a Ernie just got to be aggressive, man. Ernie just got to be aggressive, man. It's it's possible. It's possible. You just got to be aggressive. I'm Teams do signing trades all the time. Teams do signing trades all the time. They do. I don't – I mean, I just feel – I think DeMarcus Cousins coming here is realistic. We just – Ernie just got to put his big balls on, man, to grow some balls and go be aggressive in free agency. He, that's what, like Markeith Morris exactly. needs some yeah. big nuts. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like make a my, move, man. My, my top three free agents that I think the Wizards should, should go after. I might throw a fourth in there, but I I think we should get Boogie. We go after Boogie. Mm-hmm. I think we go after Jabari Parker. I like that. And honestly, I say go out. It, it's it's unrealistic because I don't think he's leaving. No, nah, I wouldn't say that. Then I say go out to Tyreek. I was gonna say Zach, but Zach is a starter now. He probably, he's not taking a bench role nowhere. I don't. And he's restricted. Uh-huh. They're not getting rid yep. of him. So yeah, I say Tyreek, Boogie, and Jabari. I was playing around with um, with trades the other day because I keep trying to figure out because we have Markeith Morris. I want Marcus Morris on this team so bad. Like I, ever since we've gotten Markeith and after that first season, I was like, I want Marcus. So I was playing around with trades. And I want you guys to think about this when I was playing around with this. And keep in mind that when I say that this trade, it's because eventually you're going to have to pay Ubre, mm-hmm. and you're eventually going to have to pay Sadoransky. So what I did is I shipped those two for Marcus in the 27th pick in the first round this year. Ubre Sadoransky for Marcus Morris? Yeah, and the 27th pick. The 27th? We had the 27th pick? No, for their 27th okay. pick. Hmm. And we keep our pick? Or are we trading off? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I think I'm, I may take that. Because now we have two picks. I think we can get a backup guard later in the draft. Or we can lever- use that pick. As le- can you, if you can trade picks like that, can't you? Could we like? Yeah, and, and I mean, even if like if we get that guard early at the fifteenth pick, like if Lonnie Walker there is fifteen, and then if Mitchell Robinson keeps sliding, like people keep rejecting him to, and he's there at twenty seven, and we get Mitchell Robinson at twenty seven, I mean, yeah, I mean, how do we not come away winners? And we got Marcus <laughs> Morris, and then we still set up to where we can still get um, Demarcus Cousins if need be. And see, I wish man, they need to switch you and Ernie, man. <laughs> <laughs> They need to let, let Ernie run 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 the website and make now he's gonna screw that up too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I, we got so much that we can we have leverage to do things. Now Gortar is not really leverage, but more so Ubre and Auto. 
we can use them as leverage really to get what we want in the NBA. And Sadoransky. Yeah, Sado too. Sado had a hell of a season. Yeah, Ty Lawson looked really good for me. At this point, Sadoransky is, ex- is expendable. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's just the way I view it. Ty Lawson is really good. So I've been like, I I, watch, I, I read reports, even old reports, and I, um, I'm on, on social media. I pay attention to what people say. So I've seen report, um, reporters come on sports analysts say the Wizards play well without John Walt, right? So have you guys looked at the numbers overall without Walt? They're horrible. No, I, I've never horrible looked at them. compared to what they are. First of all. I'm not looking at it right now, so I can't give you right. to you off the top of my head. But without Wall as a as a whole, the Wizards are horrible. Also, that record without Wall this season was 40. I mean, it was, was 22. No, 20 and 22. But we lost more games than we won. I think that five-game stretch has people thinking that we don't need this guy when he clearly showed you in the playoffs that we need this guy. And my, my question to you guys is, how do you feel about the fans? Like, how do you feel like Wall will react, keep reacting to the fans changing on them every, you know, every time something something happens of that nature, every time an injury happens? Do you think he will, he would finish his career in D.C. still, or do you think Ernie would dump him? Uh, that, that's, that's a tough one, and that's such, like, a sensitive topic for – many Wizards fans. I think that Wall sincerely does want to finish his career here, and I think that everyone should. And Like, maybe Wall isn't worth 40 mil, but in a sense he's worth whatever the hell we need to pay him to keep him here, I think. Mm -hmm. Because we drafted him. He's made this team to what it is. I mean, even if you want to call this team a guaranteed second-round exit, you know, whatever. But He's at least made this franchise relevant, and he has never bad-mouthed this franchise. He has never bad-mouthed the coach. He has never bad-mouthed fans. He's never done any of that, and he gives back to the community. I mean, he's just a really solid human being, and if you want to look at his past and judge him off that and call him a thug or whatever, then sure, go ahead. But John Wall is the reason right now that the Wizards are relevant. He's the reason that we got Bradley Beal. He's the reason we got Otto Porter. He's the reason that we beat the Chicago Bulls in the first round. He's the reason we, you know, swept the Toronto Raptors, so – a lot of people are going to look at Wall and say, well, he may not be worth 40 mil. And people are going to say, well, he didn't have the best season. But you can't judge someone off of one season, especially when he, you know, wasn't completely healthy. And that doesn't mean you don't acknowledge his faults because Wall does have faults in his game. And he does do some really stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. And he still has kept some bad habits that he's had since his rookie year. But that doesn't mean he's not a great player. It doesn't mean that he's not an important player. And it doesn't mean that he's not a franchise player. He's our franchise player. And as long as, you know, you keep trying to put pieces around Wall, I think he'll be happy. But, I mean, if we keep missing out on big guys, I mean, eventually I would imagine at some point he's going to want to, you know, try and maybe find a way out. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it, Nash? Still here? Man. I, I, but I take over here. I agree. Like, I feel like a guy like that, you can't have fans trying to, like fickle fans with it. That man get mentions from Wizards fans saying he needs to leave DC because of five games, man. A five game, win, <laughs> a five game win streak. it shows you DC fans are like that with sports. Like we're like that with every sport, basketball, football, especially. Like I've seen people walk out of Wizards games when the Wizards down twenty in the first half. I mean, they have—they really have no hope because of 
it wouldn't say it's not necessarily Warren's fault because then we we're, we have a losing culture here in DC. It's we're used to losing like the cap, caps, for example. Fans already turning on the caps, and we were just up to up. Now we tied up. You feel me? It's just we don't have faith in our teams, and that's I think that's more so on um on the higher ups, the management. They need they should do better jobs of you know making these teams better for fans to stay. Because I've literally witnessed so many Wizards fans turn Cavaliers fans in my in my ages. I believe it or not. But um, to wrap it up, make sure you guys check out our website, DMV Sports Network. Follow my boy Brandon on Twitter. Give me a, a Twitter, Brandon. It's um Threesus Trice T H R E E Z U S T R I S T. And make sure you follow DMV Sports Network DMV underscore SN. Right? Yes, sir. Yep. Make sure you get us on Twitter. And um, that's it for the Wiz Report. Thanks you guys for tuning in. We out.